This is episode 084, The Unseen and Invisible Woman, Shining a Spotlight on Identity Loss in Motherhood. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner achievement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful, welcome back to Woman Awake. I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. I actually really found the words flowing when I was journaling and writing through what today's episode was about. And I can't wait to dig into that in a moment and begin that with you. But first, before we go any further, just a few little updates from me. My next virtual retreat is now scheduled for July 11th. So I held my first three-hour virtual retreat at the beginning of May, and it was such a huge success. I had such an incredible group of women join me live, and many more join for the replay. And it was a beautiful experience of so many beautiful practices that I live and breathe by, which I'll talk you through in a second. But this particular retreat has a slightly different flavor and focus. July 11th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is a virtual retreat and it's called Expand and Elevate. So this is definitely for those of you who are unable to attend my live events but do want a deeper experience with me or for those of you who prefer the ease of an online experience and want to be able to redo a practice or tune into the experience via replay again. Expand and Elevate is particularly focused on energetically tuning up your inner and outer world to meet your potential and to embody your wholeness. What does that actually mean? Well, it's a theme that's come through for me for many, many years and a theme that keeps coming through with most of my clients. And that is this really strong desire to feel a sense of aliveness and expansion, to feel on point and on purpose with your life, to feel bright and bold and big and passion-filled and joyful and that real, real strong sense of elevation, you know, that maybe nothing particularly amazing is happening in your life, but that beautiful sense of inner expansion and aliveness and elevation. And we're going to be tapping into that experience and creating the felt sense of clarity and connectedness of inner reflection and outer aliveness, aliveness sorry, opening and awakening yet grounding and embodying. And I'm going to help you by guiding you through practices and experiences, but also equipping you with new skills and tools that you can take away and redo as many times as you like so you can actually continue to feed into that feeling of expansion and elevation. Coming back to the center of you in order to feel that potential and the opportunity that's right there within you that leads you to a sense of wholeness, that leads you to a sense of aliveness. So my virtual retreats begin with a sacred circle. We open a beautiful circle. There will be some intention setting, some clarity and a few little downloads at the beginning before we move into some breath work, 
some somatic-based movement, and this kind of incorporates a little bit of yin yoga, a little bit of qigong, a little bit of something-something, I call it. (laughs) It's a kind of a little bit of a mashup, to be honest, my somatic-based movement, and it's just a really beautiful way to be in your body. And then there is the ancient wisdom technologies, Magdalene womb yoga, Kundalini yoga, Tantra yoga, energetic activations, Kriyas, all sorts of really powerful stuff that works with your vessel, your sacred vessel, your body, your energetic system and anatomy, and really takes you deeper and deeper into experiencing the power and the medicine that's within. We'll be doing some energetic-based work in terms of womb and heart healing And then I'll take you through an EFT masterclass and group tapping circle with some beautiful meditation to close off our journey. So the tickets for this are now priced at $55 and will include a little mini e-guide, a PDF that gets sent to you just before the workshop commences. Uh, It's open and it's ready if you're interested in getting on board. So you can visit clarabade.com slash events and secure your ticket ASAP. Those of you that are holding on for in-person experiences, I'm just waiting to finally confirm the date, but it's looking to be on Sunday the 8th of August. So that's my inner alchemy journey, which is just life-changing, a really big, beautiful, delicious breathwork journey in that with lots of incredible practices, the power of circle and women coming together. I mean, at my last event, just on the Sunday, just gone, every single woman in that room, every single woman said, oh my God, women are so amazing and I feel so grateful and so honoured to be in a circle with powerful, incredible women. And that's you. So if you're looking for a live experience, also visit clarabay.com slash events and you can secure your ticket. Tickets are definitely limited for the live in-person experience. Okay, so we have got that done and dusted. So let's dive into today's episode. The unseen and invisible woman, shining a spotlight on identity loss in motherhood. So let me paint a picture. The other day I was at the playground with the kids after school pickup. I'm sure you know this too, if you have children, that your kids need to move after school. They do a lot of sitting and a lot of thinking. They need to come into their body. So we were just hanging out at the park chatting and I was speaking with this one particular dad, which was really refreshing actually to have the conversation I'm about to share with a man. So our conversation was somehow talking about parenthood and led down the pathway of fatherhood, motherhood, etc. And this particular father I was chatting to made a comment about his experience as a father and then he added, and I know it's nowhere what mothers go through, it's nowhere near what mothers go through and what they experience. So we then started to discuss, and it was really beautiful because this discussion led to an acknowledgement of something that so many of us mothers experience and feel, yet don't often discuss with each other or have had shared with them, or is a topic of conversation, to be honest, with any circle. And worse still, many of us feel totally unprepared for what I'm about to share. And that is the life-changing experience of identity loss that happens For many of us women, not all women, when we become mothers. So let me just add here a little asterisk that so much of what I'm sharing today is definitely from my experience and definitely from experience of coaching many, many, many women who are mothers. But I'm in no way, shape or form 
doing a big broad brushstroke here and painting all mothers with this same feeling, thought, idea. I know this is not the case for all women. And for those women who don't experience this, I am so thrilled, truly, truly, truly from the bottom of my heart, I am so thrilled that this is not an experience that you have had to go through. But I want to really shine a spotlight on this because it's something that the majority of us go through and yet don't talk about or share or feel safe enough to actually acknowledge or even realise that's what we're feeling and experiencing because, again, it's not something that we have been um, made aware of that is even a possibility. So therefore, we're not even aware that we could be feeling these things other than, wow, shit's just really feeling crap. That was eloquent, wasn't it? (laughs) So depending on our level of support and the tribe that we have around us and, of course, the systems that we are part of, the culture, the scaffolds that are in place to uphold us, the societal constructs and the stories in our culture, many of us, like I said, not all, but many of us will go through a period where we feel completely stripped bare of who we once were and what we once did what we looked like, what we embodied, and how we are seen and therefore valued in the world. So let me break this down with you. We carry a baby and we birth that beautiful baby and that baby becomes the centre of our universe. That baby becomes the centre of our entire world, both because we're deeply, passionately obsessed and in love with it, but also because it's a necessity that this baby is the centre of our world because it cannot care for itself. So whether we want to be or not, the role of primary caregiver often lands in the hands and the arms and the hearts of the mother. Of course, in many relationships, the work of nurturing and caring for your newborn baby and for your child is much more fairly distributed, just like it is with my family. And yet still, the role is definitely skewed towards me being the primary caregiver, as I'm sure it is for many of you out there listening. So largely it does land in the hands of the mama for various reasons. Various reasons that are obvious, uh, that it's programmed in us, that it comes natural to us, that many of us are breastfeeding, therefore it's a requirement, that society has set it up like that. The list goes on. So let's paint this picture a little bit further. She, mother, goes on maternity leave, stepping away from work, from her passions, from her projects, from her businesses. That might be welcome for some women, it might not be for others. She feeds the baby regularly, often waking repeatedly overnight to do that as well. She's running on empty. She's sleep-deprived. And even if she's not sleep-deprived, she's still exerting a lot of energy and putting a lot into caring for this child. She often loses touch with some friends, especially those without children, and activities that were once a huge part of her daily life. They're gone. Her body can, can not always dramatically shift, It goes through a huge state of recovery, resetting itself after making space to grow and birth a human. And for some of us women, it is completely unrecognisable. It's not the same body, nor should it be. And again, I'm going to say this multiple times, if they don't resonate with you, then this might not be your particular story and that's okay. And I honour you. Maybe you you didn't lose touch with friends. Maybe your body didn't change. Maybe you didn't go away on maternity leave. I'm not here to label or to compartmentalise. I'm here talking to a very specific thing today. So, like I said, the list goes on, right? All these different things that a woman can experience once she becomes a mother. And because of where we place as a society, where we place mother on the list of important jobs, these women often find themselves, including myself, quite surprisingly, in an unseen, invisible state. 
No longer are we seen and valued for anything other than how well we are raising and nurturing that baby. Even the woman's postpartum healing and support is not the primary focus, but the baby's well-being and what's happening with the baby and where the baby's at developmentally, that trumps all of her own feelings, experiences in mind, body and soul. So she is no longer valued for the work she does in the world or the money that she makes because she's not doing that right now or not doing it enough. Her contribution is reduced to rearing children, which if you ask me is the most valuable of all work on planet Earth and yet the world doesn't place this on the highest of pedestals as it should be. She is now invisible. She's often alone. She's often tending to the child's needs alone for most of the day as well as tending to her tender heart and tending to what is shifting and changing with her body, her mind, her soul, and she's doing that often alone. Everything she once identified with as a woman has been stripped away. And what is left can often feel really foreign. Asked for it on some level and in some way. But also, yes, she is lost, confused and hurt. Maybe she doesn't want to admit it. Maybe it feels too painful to go there. But this is often the case for many, many, many women. And what happens is some women plummet into the darkness. It's right there and it's seducing, calling her to surrender into the hurt and the sadness of this unseen, invisible experience of woman-turned-mother. Postpartum depression, postpartum depletion. And for some of us, it's not such a stretch to enter that space. Some of us don't even want to admit that we're there because it's such a surprise that we're there. Other women throw themselves into projects, starting new businesses from scratch or feeling driven to write a book or madly exercising to get their body back to snap back none of which I'm labelling wrong or bad here, but when this happens in an extreme way, it can often be a clear indication that we as a culture haven't supported that woman to appreciate the stage that she's in, to scaffold around her so that she can fully embrace this postpartum time and that all she really requires right now and all she's really required to do is to sink into deep nourishment, into rest, into bonding, into slowing down, into stillness and surrender. When we see a woman madly trying to get her pre-baby body back, we can see that she's been sold a lie, that who she was before is more valuable and important than what she is now and how she looks now. The body that has created and birthed life, a body that's organs rearranged itself to accommodate a growing human, whose pelvic floor underwent the most incredible stress and intensity it has ever faced, which is straight up magic if you ask me. All of this is often a mixture of some powerful drivers, the need to exercise and sweat and move again for some mental health, to feel alive in the body, the need for creativity and projects that light up a woman, the desire to create opportunity for income and flexibility to work home around children. All of that, those examples can be powerful drivers of this time and I want to acknowledge them because it's not just about, oh yeah, she's a broken woman or she wasn't supported. There are obviously more than one factor here. I used to push and rock 
uh, Rafi on the street in the middle of winter. And because he needed to be rocked quite vigorously, I would exercise and squat and lunge and do all that sort of stuff. Did I really want to be doing that? Not necessarily. I think I must might have preferred everything to be a little bit more slower and more nourishing and more gentle at that time. And my pelvic floor most certainly didn't need that. But at that stage for my mental health and sanity, moving my body while doing what I had to do for his sleep was really supportive. But what's really here is underneath all of this, underpinning all of this, and again, for many, not all, is this desperate need to create identity and worthiness. Maybe the woman that rushes back to the gym to get that pre-baby body back is trying to feel worthy and valuable again and feel that she's somebody. For that woman that rushes out and tries to create a business or write a book or birth something into the world immediately, maybe it is because it just absolutely must be birthed and that creative project is just so lit and on fire for her. Or maybe it's because she's reaching and seeking to be seen once again as valuable, to be seen once again as a contributor to society, to be seen once again as beautiful and sexy and strong. You know, and to actually let me say this, to be seen once again as beautiful, sexy and strong via the patriarchal definition of female beauty. To be seen full stop, that can be such a huge driver here when we lose our identity in motherhood, when everything immediately strips away and falls bare, some of us rush out to try to fill that gaping void and wound. And I'm one of those somebodies. I have felt and experienced all of this identity loss. The shock of being so consumed by a highly sensitive, easily overwhelmed baby whilst my body was putting itself back together and whilst the shock of a really fast birth was still being integrated... The struggle with sleep deprivation, the loss of income, the lack of creativity, the immediate stepping away from my space, my time, my passion, my projects, my work, the loss of freedom, the huge and shocking change in my body that most definitely did not snap back to its pre-baby shape and structure. And actually looking back at photos, my body looked freaking beautiful not long after I gave birth, but in my mind, because I was sold this lie. I don't know where I got it from. Actually, I do, but that's, you know. But I look back and I think, ah, you just could only see what you weren't, not all that you were. For me, with my first child, I, I did begin to go down that path of depression and darkness and resentment and frustration. It wasn't a choice. It was a choice to pull myself out of it, most definitely, but it wasn't a choice to immediately enter that space. It was chemical, it was neurological, it was societal, it was energetic, it was spiritual, it was emotional, it was mental, and it was unexpected, but also not a huge leap for my highly sensitive self. The identity loss was what hurt the most, to be honest. That and sleep deprivation. And the questions that used to roll around in my head Who am I without my work? Who am I without my money? Who am I without my young, toned, sexy body? Who am I without my vibrancy and aliveness? Who am I without my freedom? And it brought up some really dark feelings, some feelings of wanting to run away from what I'd called in, this baby and this experience and this life. Falling pregnant was so easy for me and almost not completely thought out that the 
The effort required to transition into motherhood for me began post-birth. I've had friends who have gone through years and so much struggle and suffering to fall pregnant in the first place that by the time that they were pregnant and calling that baby Earthside, they had done so much work to integrate what being a mother was and is and what they were willing to let go of and how to embody the experience. So for some of us, the shock of the experience happens at different points. And that's okay. But all of this, all of these questions that rattle around in my mind at the time and maybe for you as well, all of these curiosities and ponderings about this loss of identity and this sensation of now immediately being unseen and unheard and invaluable, invaluable? (laughs) All of it was exacerbated and amplified as I stood back and witnessed the challenges that my husband was facing. And they had nothing to do with identity loss, body changes, devaluation or invisibility. My husband experienced sleep deprivation just like I did. He experienced every challenge I did with settling and managing a child. He most certainly experienced lack of freedom and space and shock as to what having a child actually meant and looked like. But his identity was never threatened or dismantled. In fact, having a baby simply added to his already very seen, very valuable important and visible self in the world, in our patriarchal culture. And that was like rubbing salt into the wound. I didn't resent him for it, but I resented the greatest story, the greatest system that set up our culture to be like this. And it's taken me two babies and six and a half years to rebuild my identity Of course, there are parts of me that are unchanging. My core soul essence and authentic self is unchanging, just as yours is. And of course, motherhood has only added to who I am, not detracted away. Motherhood, once I fully allowed it to be on the way of my growth and transformation rather than in the way, was and still is precisely the making of me. But it still took a while for me to really surrender that old identity and start the process of rewriting. I've had to rewrite body image stories for myself, learning to fall in love with my body, a body that now carries an extra 10 kilograms, a soft, squishy belly, breasts that have fed for five years, hands and arms that have carried, wiped, caressed, soothed, lugged, cleaned, washed, on the list goes. Seeing myself as beautiful just as I am in a body designed for this season and that requires different attention and intention and that my identity has nothing to do with what I wear, how I look, how toned I am, and how others, particularly the male gaze, perceive me, especially in comparison to me pre-motherhood. I've had to rewrite my own sense of worthiness that is totally unrelated to how much money I make, how many clients I attract, courses I produce, or success that I experience. I've had to rewrite my own understanding and beliefs around productivity, and that raising children is already the most productive thing I could ever and have ever done, and that anything else in addition to that I do because I truly feel called to, that my intuition has guided me towards, that it's not about needing acknowledgement, approval, or a desire to be seen and valued, but because I absolutely must do this, create this, share this. And this rewriting is ongoing. 
my new world beliefs around motherhood, womanhood, and embodying my passions and purpose versus the old world ways of motherhood and womanhood, which I carry in my genetic lineage and in my very cells through the red thread. Releasing stories and patterns I see as no longer valuable and supportive whilst embodying and amplifying those that I'm proud to carry on and pass down. All of this is now done from a self-referencing space. And here's some questions that I ask myself in this process and I want to share them with you because they might actually help you if you resonate with this idea of motherhood uh, creating or amplifying identity loss and feeling unseen and invisible in the world to some extent. So take note of these questions. What do I feel aligned with? What feels authentic to me? What feels good and true and right in my body? What do I want to believe and live by? What performances no longer serve me and that I can now release? What did I formerly identify with as self that is now not my truth? How do I want to identify myself not by asking the world to see me, but instead seeing myself. How can I embody my own sovereignty, therefore living from that inner landscape and no longer needing the world to value me? So these are just some of the questions that I invite you to jot down. So if you need to, just go back 20 seconds and re-listen to all of that and visit them for yourself. If you are yet to become a mother, I highly recommend pondering on this too. This is the preparation that women don't but should receive before they become a mama. Training wheels on, welcoming and preparing and even envisioning life without all of the bells and whistles that you're used to identifying with so that if and when it happens, it feels beautiful and it feels good in your body and right and true for you because you've co-created this with your new future self and the divine in your corner. And it might not happen exactly that way. One of my beautiful friends, Tara, who's become a mother recently, shared that she spent months envisioning and embodying and seeing in her future memories the experience of not having that much time and space for her own spiritual practices and being so okay with that and actually feeling into that experience from a place that just felt alive and whole and full instead of uh, a loss, right? And remarkably, she's four or five months into new motherhood land and the opposite is happening. She has that space for her spiritual practices. So it might not exactly happen that way, but it's also okay to really get truthful about what will change in your life and get to a place where energetically, emotionally, spiritually, you are more than okay with that so that it doesn't feel like such a huge bitch slap and a massive loss that it no longer feels like somebody taking freedom away from you, but you embodying a different sense of freedom and being able to sink into and surrender into the richness of life with children. So what happens for most women is that all of this that I've been talking about so far is a complete and utter shock and they feel cheated. Why didn't anyone tell us it would be this hard, lonely, painful, destabilizing? Why didn't anyone tell me that I would lose myself here? that I don't know how to define myself anymore. I don't know how to value myself anymore because I don't believe that the world values where I'm at right now. In fact, I've spent my whole life trying to build my identity up based on what the rest of the world perceives as valuable. So let me leave you with a few truths that is not often highlighted enough but is definitely the truth and I want you to repeat this stuff to you over and over 
again. Say it to yourself repeatedly until you start to feel it. And that's not really the work, to be honest. The work is embodying your experience of motherhood and working with your new self to really step into the power here, to really step into your sovereignty and to really step into that sensation and experience of being seen and valued from within. So not referencing the external world. But here are these truths. As a mother, you are worthy, valuable, and important simply because you've created, birthed, and now nurture life. As a mother, you do not need to prove yourself in your mothering or any other role you embark on, except to yourself. As a mother, it's okay to let everything else fall away and to pick it back up as and when it suits you, or never again. As a mother, you are allowed to completely and utterly change in every way if you want to, not because you have to. As a mother, there is no one doing your job. Your child is a unique being with its own unique blueprint, and no one has ever parented and raised your baby. As a mother, I see you. You are not invisible. You are not forgotten. You are beautiful and magnificent just as you are. You are relevant and timeless and simply incredible. And I love you. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood. 